Had to have been several days ago. It was late in the afternoon. I got in the truck, pulled out of the driveway, and I'm going down 18th Street. And I noticed right away, wow, look at all those lights. Here is this property, this house on the left, usually kind of gray and dark and drab and not very lifelike looking place. Just kind of dull, you know what I mean. And it was just covered with all kinds of holiday lights and decorations and just kind of wild and crazy and just packed, jam-packed, full of the Christmas spirit, just coming at me as I was driving down the street. Wow. You know, Christmas is coming at us early this year. So as we journey closer to Christmas, almost without thinking, in fact, you don't have to think, just look around you, we can easily begin to imagine the holiday beauty, the wonders, and all the joyful times coming at us making their way into our lives and coming into our holiday season. By the way, did you know that according to NBC News anyway a few days ago, that Christmas tree sales in Oregon have increased by five times? There's no doubt the Christmas spirit is coming directly at us already this year. And I just want to take a minute here and encourage you, go ahead, be brave. Let the Christmas spirit come into your heart sooner rather than later. Most people I know, you know, this is an opportunity to take back our life, and most people I know are doing it. You know, I'm reminded of a Christmas party that Wendy and I had a few years ago at the church parsonage. We were so excited as people came in the front door, they dropped their sweaters on the corner chair, and they placed a pin on the map. We had a big map up on one of the walls, and the the process that evening was for people to take a pin and mark the spot of their hometown. Well, that got people talking. Folks grabbed a cookie, some of Wendy's famous Christmas fudge. And then, of course, they attempted to find a chair. Well, all I can say is it was a very special year for us. I remember our home was jam-packed with good friends and the sights and the sounds and the holiday smells of Christmas. Peace, comfort, hope, love, wonders and joy, often with musical notes, is the way in which God came to us long ago. I'm sharing with you this week uh, a portion of the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Well, I know it's not even mid-December, and your pastor has just read to you part of the Christmas story. And I know you theologians, you Bible gurus, and traditionally-minded church people just might be cringing a bit, because here I am, I just shared with you a portion of the Christmas story. Now, traditionally, the Christmas story, especially from Luke, is not read in a church service or a worship service of any kind earlier than Christmas Eve. But come on, okay? Somebody, call call me. Tell me what exactly is traditional about this year. So with that said, I think it's high time that we crap, crack open and fondly recall some of our best Christmas memories, especially the ones when we knew deep in our hearts that Jesus, the Savior of the world, had just broken the bonds of sadness and filled our hearts with wonder and joy. Kind of like what you did when you came into our house for that Christmas party on that December night. It's true. I'm not kidding you. Your coming into our home that memorable Christmas time still brings tears to my eyes. Because for me, God in Christ, the Savior of the world, Christ the Lord, the newborn King, came into our home and came into our hearts that night. I'm convinced it was God's way of bringing himself to us that magical night. Indeed, God's coming, his advent, was like a very welcome guest that night. Yet God's coming to us, his advent, seems to have an added, maybe even unprecedented dimension this year. Let me share with you what I mean. Remember, I've been kind of talking about the Christmas spirit coming at us and how we might be prepared to receive the Christmas spirit. More importantly, God's grace, God's presence, and God's spirit coming to us during this time of year. Now, we're all familiar with things, quote, coming at us, often like an unwelcome guest, don't we? We get a phone call, illnesses, untimely death, financial matters, craziness in the middle of the night, craziness in what started out as a good night's sleep, an urgent notice that an unwanted task that we had already finalized and finished suddenly now, well, it's not done really and it has to be redone. And it's really tough when what's coming at you and needs to be redone, although it might be not it not be important in your life, it just happens to be someone else's version of a heartbreak hotel. I know you get it, okay? Especially when you consider how much has come at us this pandemic year in the form of so much of life being taken away from us. People all over the world have lost so much this year. Think about it. It's as if each person was robbed this year of something or someone, or in nearly 1.6 million cases worldwide, they were robbed not only of important aspects of their life, but they were also robbed of someone near and dear to them. Now, if you have so far survived the coronavirus, there are some who feel like a year of their life has been stolen from them. Let me, let me rephrase that. Most people I know, although they might not say it, deep down feel like almost a year of their life has been stolen from them. 
But is this Advent season genuinely unprecedented? I want to share uh, just a couple words here from the Enduring Word Commentary. The world that Jesus would be born into, the world of the Mediterranean Basin, was, was wrecked by war, destruction, brutality, and immorality. The peninsula was worn out with 20 years of civil war. Its farms had been neglected. Its towns had been sacked or besieged. Much of its wealth had been stolen or destroyed. Administration and protection had broken down. Robbers made every street unsafe at night. Highwaymen roamed the roads. They kidnapped travelers and sold them into slavery. Trade diminished. Investment stood still. Interest rates soared. Property values fell. Morals, which had been loosened by riches and luxury, had not been improved by destitution and chaos. For a few conditions are, for few conditions are more demor- demoralizing than poverty that comes after wealth. Rome was full of men who had lost their economic footing and their moral stability. Soldiers who had tasted adventure had now learned to kill, and citizens who had seen their savings consumed in the taxes and inflation of war waited now for some returning tide to life, to bring them back to a life they once knew. You know, it seems that history does have a way of repeating itself, doesn't it? One of my favorite things about Advent, as I shared last week, are all the very timely prophecies, especially from the prophet Isaiah. Listen to them. I'm just going to read a portion to you of Isaiah chapter 9, 1 through 6. That's Isaiah 9, 1 through 6. You're going to hear a little bit more from this reading next week. Isaiah writes, Nevertheless, There will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. It will be fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us, a son has been given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Indeed, in this wild and crazy year, Jesus, the Savior of the world, the newborn King, is coming to a town. He's coming to a home. He's coming to a life, and he's coming into a heart near you. Will you open the door and let him in? And will you pin your hopes on him rather than something that moths and rust can easily destroy? Back in the 12th century, Bernard of Clairvaux, who was the founder of the Cistercian Order of the Monks, he wrote that Christ comes to us in three ways. One, 
He comes to us in Bethlehem at Christmas. Secondly, Christ comes to us at the end of the age. And thirdly, and this is what we're talking about today, Christ comes to us and lives in the lives of believers every single day. And this is what Advent is all about, isn't it? Christ comes, Christ Jesus, the newborn King, the Prince of Peace, the Holy One, still comes. He comes at us, bursting into our life. Carl Rayner, uh, uh, one of the devotional writers in a devotional called Watch for the Light from his December 2nd writing, wrote this. Come. What a strange prayer that is. After all, you have already come and pitched your tent among us. Could you approach any nearer to us than you did when you became the Son of Man, when you adopted our ordinary little ways so thoroughly? Yet, in spite of all this, we still pray, Come, come, Lord Jesus, come. So in what way is God coming to you this year? In what way is God bringing light into darkness, life into death, peace and joy into doom and gloom? In what way is God coming into your life, bringing hope and comfort into a world gripped by fear, doubt, uncertainty? apathy, death, yeah, and even anger. Peace, comfort, love, wonders, and joy, often with musical notes, is the way in which God still comes to us. One of the earliest recorded prayers of the church is encapsulated in the Aramaic Aramaic word Maranatha, ma Ra-natha. It simply means, come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. I invite you to begin each of your prayers this week and during this whole Advent adventure with Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Pause with me now and share this ancient prayer today several times. Maranatha into my life, deep into my soul. Maranatha. I think of someone now who is ill, who needs your healing. Maranatha. I think of a place in the world or an event that needs your holy intervention, O God. Maranatha. I offer myself, I offer my life to you now. Maranatha. Maranatha. May you be born again in us this Christmas. We long for you to return and make all things new again. Maranatha. May you be born again in me today. Maranatha, may you reveal to me the brave choices that I need to make. 
Maranatha. May you give me the strength needed to make these brave choices this Christmas. Maranatha, we long for you to return and make all things new again. Friends, join me this year. Right now, would you please? There's absolutely nothing to lose. Because Jesus, the Savior of the world, Christ the newborn King, is coming to a town near you. He's coming to a home. He's bursting into your life. He's coming to a heart near you. He's bursting into your heart anew. Will you open the door? And will you let him in? And will you pin your hopes on him? Today? Right now? This year? O come, thou day spring, come and cheer. Our spirits by thine advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice! Rejoice, Emmanuel! Emmanuel has come to thee, O Israel! Maranatha! Maranatha! Come, Lord Jesus! Come now, and burst into my life and into my heart, once again. Amen.